Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, and the question that um, I know is being asked universally, uh, no, I'm not playing golf this weekend. Um, I've got other things I'm going to do and um, let everybody else get out there and have some fun and then I'll catch up. It's only May. Uh, this Giving Tuesday, we're asking you to consider supporting St. Vincent de Paul. They help our neighbors who need assistance with food, clothing, and housing. Consider a financial donation to help those within our community. This Tuesday, May 5th, support St. Vincent de Paul at donatepittsburgh.org. Our first guest today, um, uh, we, we have been friends for quite a while, probably more than either one of us would, would like to uh, admit to. Um, he has done a, a, an amazing array of things th throughout his career, and he's got a new thing that he's doing now. And I want to welcome David Wood to the show. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm fine, Mike. How are you doing, my friend? I am uh, doing fine. The sun is shining in Pittsburgh, and people are golfing today. Oh, fantastic. So. I know. it's. Uh, they opened up the golf course. I live in New York City, and the golf course is opened up in Long Island on Monday. I know Bethpage opened. So it's starting to uh, loosen up around, uh, you know, the northeast and around the country. So hopefully there's golf in everybody's future soon. Absolutely. Um, I, w I was looking um, – at the Morning Read site, which is where uh, your work is appearing these days. And I knew this before, but I forgot it, um, as happens when you get a little older. Um, <laughs> you, <clears throat> you're a former stand-up comedian, uh, and you made several appearances on the David Letterman show. What was that like? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was big stuff. I mean, I was a, I've had a varied career, to say the least. But I, uh, I was, uh, on the, on the David Letterman show, his first late night show, I was on several times in the 80s. 
And that was big stuff. I mean, that was very important to a comedian. You know, I mean, it changed my life after doing the first one. You know, I started headlining comedy clubs around the country. Diana Ross saw me on the show, and I opened for her at Caesars Palace. So I've always, you know, I'm the biggest David Letterman fan ever. And so <laughs> I'm just so appreciative. And, uh, yeah, I did stand up for 25 years or so, and then I – uh you know, then I wrote a book called Around the World in 80 Rounds, where I sold everything I owned, and I traveled from the southernmost golf course on earth to the northernmost. And then that, that led me to being in the golf industry as a golf writer. And now I have this new show called Have Clubs Will Travel. And now why we can't travel uh, right now, you know, we yeah. can, you know, the shows like look at uh, some of the great golf courses in the world that I've traveled to and love. Um. And, and that's um, that's on Morning Read, or can you find that elsewhere? No, it's on it's on the it's on the Morning Read, which is a golf website, and they have daily right. newsletters that go out as well, which is all free. And you can just go to the Morning Read website, sign up for the newsletters. You can see all the podcasts there, of which one of one of which is mine. Uh, Half clubs will travel. Well, I have to tell the folks that I have um, read and watched. I guess more watched than read. Um, a couple of of your your uh, shows, and they are they are wonderful for people like me who have I've I've seen you know good golf courses. I've been to U.S. Opens and and you know that sort of thing. But you've been places where a lot of us are, are never going to get to, and you have. Um, introduced us to those places and and you just when it comes to an end you feel like you've been there (laughs) well thanks man i mean you know i mean i love the crazy game and i've always loved exotic golf and you know i have a good friend in uh, pittsburgh bill brisky who uh, we used to live in seattle uh, at the same time and he used to always want to go to st andrews with me or ireland with me and so you know, I mean, uh, it, it was nice to have friends like that who would travel, and I just, I just always loved golf travel, and I loved the more exotic, the better. Like when I went around the world uh, for my book, Around the World in Eighty Rounds, you know, I played the driest course in the world, which is in the Atacama Desert at the top of Chile. I played the hottest course in the world, which is in Alice Springs in Australia. I played the highest golf course in the world, which is in La Paz, Bolivia. So, you know, I've always had a you know, a, a yen for, for out-of-the-way places to play golf. But the, the new show kind of just, you know, like the first show is about St. Andrews, the old course of St. Andrews, which to me is the greatest golf experience that there is. And so, sure. you know, I kind of feel lucky that I can just do these shows on places that I love and talk about the things that interest me about the courses and, and what surrounds the courses. Um, and in my mind, you couldn't have picked a better one for your leadoff uh, show, because I'm, I'm a big fan of um, you know St. Andrews and all the history and everything. And and um, uh, what was your favorite? Was it St. Andrews? Oh yeah, I mean there's nothing like St. Andrews. I mean you know you when you tee off, you're nervous on the first tee. You kind of feel like you're right in front of the Royal and Ancient Clubhouse. You feel like you got the eyes of the golf world on you. And, you know, I mean, I've played the old course many times. And it's, for me, it's emotional. I mean, you know, I, I, I cry 
know, at some point on the old course, every time I play it, usually when I'm walking, you know, you kind of walk back into town on the back nine. And I mean, it's just, it's just so fantastic. And, you know, I mean, they've had, you know, they're playing golf on that land in recorded history in the 1400s, you know, and some form of games has been played on that Lynx land there in St. Andrews since, since about the uh, year 1000. So, I mean, it's, it's just this incredible spot on the globe that, I mean, I, I can't play the old course enough. Well, uh, David Wood is joining us this morning on the fan hotline. Um, and, and the hotline is brought to you by the workers' compensation law firm of Hall and Kopitas. Um, you have nine episodes up on, on um, uh, Morning Read, uh, all very, <laughs> uh, I don't know, interesting is an overused word, but all very appealing. Um, do you find a great deal of attraction more than any place else in playing golf and in Ireland and Scotland? Well, I mean, I love those two countries. They're so blessed with golf. I mean, I, Ireland really grew in my estimation. I did this, the, the second show I did on the courses in St. Andrews, uh, other than the old course that are owned by the Lynx Trust. And then the next one I did on Port, on the Northern Ireland, in the Port Rush region, where there's there's three courses that are very close to each other in Northern Northern Ireland, Royal Port Rush that had the the Open Championship last year, Port Stewart, and then Castle Rock. And they, these courses are no more than like I don't even know five miles apart as the crow flies. And you can see how golfers like uh, you know Rory McIlroy played these courses growing up, and Grand McDowell and Derek Clark. And you can just see how playing these incredible golf courses would just lead to this, you know, what in, what in essence is a very small country having these fantastic world-class golfers. And then um, Northwest – go ahead. No, no, go ahead. And I was going to say Northwest Ireland, which I think is the most underrated golf travel destination in the world. Most people don't go to, to Northwest. You know, they tend to go to Southeast Ireland. But Northwest Ireland, I just love the courses. Ennis Crone and Carn and Merva, which is in Donegal. Rosa Penna at the top, Bally Liffin. I mean, that to me is – that's my favorite golf destination to travel to these days. To me, both of those countries, I don't know a better way to describe them than they're magical. Um, maybe they're magical because I'm here and they're there and I haven't been there, but I don't think so. I think it's the experience of playing there is magical. Well, you know, it's, it's it's part of the fabric of the society in these in these countries, right? It's not like it's not like in the U.S. I mean, this you know, golf is you know the the clubhouses often are like the best restaurant in some of these little towns, and people play golf differently there. It's like a it's like a spirited walk, you know. It's exercise. You go out and you play fast, and the ball just happens to be in the way, and you just kind of bat your ball down the the fairway. And that's the great thing about Lynx Golf is you can play. You know, you can play those courses so many different ways. You can play it along the ground, or or you can play it more of the American style, you know, up in the air. But it's just a whole different feel. And, and that Lynx land, which both Scotland and Ireland are blessed with, is just perfect for golf. 
And we have a little bit of that in the U.S. I mean, you know, Pebble Beach, for example, and, you know, there's some courses on Long Island uh, that have that Lynx characteristic, but that real pure golf Lynx land in Ireland and Scotland, it's just tough to be tough to beat. I mean, it's the greatest. The, only, the, the one question I asked, I posted online, I remember, um, during the at the beginning of the final round of the, the British Open last year was, why hasn't Royal Portrush been signed up to be part of the Rota um, already? What are they waiting for? I mean, that was oh, a spectacular yeah. Open, you know? Oh, and, and it was so great that it was won by uh, Irishman, you know, Shane Lowry won. But just, sure. I mean, that course... I mean, you know, the, Nicholas always said that Portrush was the hardest uh, driving uh, championship course in the world. And you play Portrush, man, you know, and they put in two new holes. You know, it was mm-hmm. fantastic beforehand, but they, they put in, I think it's the seventh and eighth holes. They built these two new holes close to the water. And now the golf course, I mean, it was world-class before, but now it's, I mean, you're so right. I mean, it should just be in the same conversation for the British Open every year with Muirfield and St. Andrews and, you know, all the all the big courses. But, yeah, no, poor Rush, you just can't go wrong. I mean, it's just fantastic. David, um, we're starting to head toward the end of the segment. How many more um, episodes do you plan, or don't you have a plan? <laughs> well, I, I'm kind of winging it. You know, like I said, I've done nine on, on all the courses I, I have. I love, you know, everywhere from St. Andrews, like we said, to Ireland, to Kauai, to Palm Springs, Torrey Pines, just did one on Beth Page Black, which is my home course now. So I'm going to keep doing them until they tell me to stop. So, I mean, I've played so much golf around the world, I think I could go for, uh, you know, for a few years. So I'm just going to keep making these shows uh, and just keep doing them until they tell me I can't do them anymore. Well, for those of my listeners who have not, um, check that out. Um, you are going to be very much impressed by um, uh, how David uh, tells the story of these places. Um, and what comes through to me is the passion he has for the game, the passion he has for the place that he is, and just his passion for golf. Um, David, they are, they are really good, and, and congratulations on doing them. And uh, hopefully we'll get to cross paths again. We've been on a bunch of trips over the years, but haven't been in a, in a while, so hopefully we'll get to do that again. I would love that, Mike. I would love to tee it up with you soon, my friend, so be well. You too. Stay safe, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Okay, cheers. Thanks, David. That is David Wood. Um, and, again, if you like golf and you like seeing different things about golf, you got to go to the, the website Morning Read, and you'll find it under the uh, videos and podcasts. Uh, good stuff, and I hope he keeps going because <laughs> I have a lot of fun re- uh, watching them, and I, you know you learn stuff all the time as you watch. <laughs>